This episode of First and Wild is brought to you by 84 Studios. Listen up, people. You want, you got a restaurant, you got a small business that you need some dope artwork for? Let me tell you something, man. Hit up 84studios.net online, or you can check out the Instagram page to see some of their previous work, 84 Studios. For inquiries and quotes, hit them up, man. Don't hesitate. Don't flex. Like I said, we support black business, man. 84studios.net. Check out the website. Get your quotes and inquiries ASAP to make your business go to the next level. 84 Studios, thank you for supporting this episode of the First and Wild Podcast. What up, what up? It's your boy Slim City Live, man. First and Wild Podcast. And we got one of the greatest DJs, if not one of the top. No, definitely top. I want to say, you know, you don't want to say top anything because you don't want to be disrespectful to anybody. But I want to just go ahead and say top 10 DJs in the state of North Carolina, based on my opinion. What the top, fuck do top I know? Top 10, I'll take that. Top 10. No debate. Undebatable top 10 DJs in the state. <laughs> the one, the only heavy hitter, the wrong one. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's good, man? This is long overdue. And when I when I finally realized uh, like you were going to actually be able to do it, you know, I'm like, damn, you really should have been probably one of my first interviews. Nigga, you've been saying that I feel, I, feel, I feel like a shitty friend. I do. Yeah, nah, I you've do. been saying that for a long time. Bro. I know, I know. Because when I was uh, 2016, when I started the podcast, I was still in, in Greensboro, and I sh- definitely should have had you. I don't even know why. You said you was going to do it. Yeah, but we're Capping here ass nigga, yo. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> so what's good, man? How you been? I've been great, man. Blessed, fortunate. Yeah, so Bitch. this second year going as a heavy hitter DJ? Third year. Third year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, time flies. I, I get to make the retreat this year, too. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. No, no, nah, be- nah, the first year, uh, it got hurricaned out, if you will, yeah. in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Last year, it fell on G-Ho. Yeah. Couldn't do that. Can't do that. And this year, I'm good. Everything's booked. Everything's Facts. ready, so I can't wait to get out there. We in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to be going to Mexico next March, April. Next March, April? Yeah. Okay. What I'm gonna, part? I'm what gonna, part? Uh, I want to say Cozumel. Yeah. See, I'm flying into Cancun, but I, yeah. it's not Cancun. Cancun, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. What, it, it's going to be dope, though. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have a great I'm time. I'm a flood. I'm a flood Instagram. Oh, yeah. I'm Act like you never been nowhere. Not for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> That's your first time out of the country? Nah, not at the country. It's just been a long time, bro. Uh-huh. Ever since I had my daughter, I kind of really, you know, just fell been, back. Yeah, that's been the priority. Yeah, yeah. So now she's seven years old, so I feel like I got a little more freedom. Nah, you made me feel like shit that I travel out of the country. No, 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 no. I'm just yeah. saying, I didn't, I, I didn't think about how much I wasn't doing shit mm-hmm. until I thought about it. Like yeah. I really sat down, like, yo, it's real. It's all been. It's been about bail. So that's what's I ain't up. been doing a whole lot. But now, you know, about to let's talk up. about father. What, what's that like? I fatherhood mean, is the best thing ever. It is. I yeah. agree. It, it, you never realize how much you love until you have yeah. a daughter or, or a child, period. Yeah. And, um, I mean, sometimes, I, I don't know, it's like it's a different kind of love. Like, I love people, mm-hmm. but something about your child. child. Yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah. And then the scary part is to think about what you would do to protect her. Yeah, I, like, ah. You really I, have, does that make you a sick individual? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. It's just like there's no there's no limits to what I would do to protect her. Mm-hmm. But that gets a little scary because I wouldn't yeah. even think twice about the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fuck somebody up over that. Yeah, so, yeah. That's crazy, man. But I, I I love having a daughter. Like I always want a son to carry on my last name as far as like legacy. But like, yeah, I'm glad to have a daughter because somebody's gonna take care of me when I'm old. That's what Mike Epps said. Yeah, yeah. Um, they say the sons, they 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 kick you out the house. And Facts. But now nah, I, I always wanted a son to kind of teach baseball too. Yeah. But I mean, it is. Are you it. done? I don't know, man. You don't know. I'm not just gonna pop a kid out. I gotta be the right situation. <laughs> <laughs> Shit going these days, fucking whatever. 
it's different these days yeah. for sure. But now nah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. That's crazy. So where are you from originally? Um, I, I always want to say I don't know why I want to say Asheville all the time, but because I know it's, it's not Asheville. It's right there. It's okay. Hendersonville. All right, what was that like? Hendersonville is it's probably like twenty minutes from Asheville. Okay. Growing up in Hendersonville, man, I don't know. Like, it's a small city, mm-hmm. but it's still like a inner city feeling, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So where I was born and raised, it's all black. So it's like it's the same as in any inner city. It's just a small town. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. So, you know, uh, a lot of dope dealing, a lot of, a lot of the normal stuff you would hear about in any hood. So it's like. I was you walked that fine line, line yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like any moment I could have been on this side. Been on that yeah, side. Yeah. So, so I, I know you have an older brother, right? Yeah, yeah. Did he kind of keep you out of the? Uh, yeah. They wasn't gonna let me fuck it up because early on, I guess somebody felt like I could be something, an athlete. Yeah. And it's like, nah, bro. So all the dope dealers would give me money instead of me having to go get it that get it, way. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, nah, you stay over there here. What you need? Yeah. And that's how they kind of. It's definitely me. not like that. You think it's like that anymore? As far I don't as like, know, bro. I, I really don't know how it is in the hood. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not that sure. was a that was a thing back in the '90s, '80s, early 2000s. Yeah. Like, dope boy was like, dude, the hoop boy, he a sports player. Yo, keep him straight away. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope so. I'm so out of touch with it. Yeah. So I mean, when's the last time you went back? <sighs> oh shit. You know what? I, no, I went home. You did a party there last year, I want to say. Was it last year? You did a party there. I remember. I know. I, I went back to do a party in Asheville. I just can't remember when. But I actually went home to go check on my sister, make yeah. sure she was good. You got a sister too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Older sister, sister? Yeah, my sister was, Um, she had a couple issues, so we, I okay. had to go home, make sure she was straight. But I other than that, I, I don't go home. And it's it's like, it's kind of like a trap, man, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. You got to get out of there. Yeah. So I escaped. Baseball was the way. Have you ever taken your daughter back there? Yeah, I mean, she probably, she, now she do remember. You know what? My daughter remember a lot of shit that I'm yeah. thinking like, yo, you was like two years old. So, How do yeah. you remember that shit? But yeah, I took her home for a couple times, um, a couple holidays. It's been a while, though. Okay, that's what's, yeah. up. That's what's up, man. Yeah. So when you grew up in Henderson, Hendersonville, older brother, did he play sports? Did y'all ever play? We all, we all play sports. Yeah, but did y'all ever play on the same team at the same time, or y'all were too far apart in age? No, no, no. Um, well, yeah, I mean... Never the same team, same time. Okay, yeah, but. nah. So, but yeah, we. I just came from an athletic family. My dad was a baseball player. Um, I played three sports, but I always gravitated to baseball. So, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, man. Slim. You know, yeah. I mean, but so, I know, I know the backstory. But the people, like you know, they need to. You know, when you start hearing these stories, you begin to understand, like, why you how you are the way you are. Because yeah, I, when I first met you. I knew you was cool. I know you ain't talk, but I have a it friend. It took me a minute to warm up I have up a friend just like you is one of my closest friends. So I was yeah. like, oh, man, he's. It took me a minute. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> fuck with people. I, if I don't know you, it take me a long, yeah. a good little minute yeah. to, to really warm up to you. So it, I could come across as antisocial. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I kind of am, but if I like you and the vibe right up, we cool. Yeah, yeah, it just definitely. take me a minute to realize. Yeah, I agree. To see. Yeah, I don't. Damn, man. So high school you went out to Hendersonville? Um... Brevard College baseball scholarship, and then A and T. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Two okay. years. Like, okay. So, if you really want to know why, I no, got, hold on. I want to ask you a question. Like, when did you know, like, you had an ability? Like, when did you know? Like, when it did was you... early on. Um, I think the first 
time I realized is when I was probably eight years old mm-hmm. and I had a I had a strong arm. Yeah. And I was um I was a catcher actually. Yeah. And it's like your arm too strong to be a catcher, so let's try putting you on the mound. Yeah. The pitcher's mound. And um I just had to try to I've always I was always wild, but I had a really strong arm. So I kinda I did just good just good enough to kind of be a pitcher. Mm-hmm. And pitching was it. And um I knew I was pretty good when I nobody could really hit me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Going eight, eight, ten, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old, all star every year. Yeah. And it just went from there. Okay. And then that's what you focused on main when you got to high school. That was the main Yeah, so I played um I played basketball and football, but I knew baseball, baseball was your was yeah, your ticket. Yeah, early. I knew that early. Early, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And you was playing football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean yes. what you mean? I don't know, I just feel like I don't know, I just feel playing basketball, like that was my focus. I just feel like, man, if I go back to football, I could potentially... I just I honestly I ain't really I played basketball but I ain't like basketball. Yeah. Football was cool, but I ain't never go home after school. I was always at somebody's practice. Yeah. And then, but baseball was the focus. Like, I would play in the fall, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, you know how when you 13, 14, you yeah. feel like getting a scholarship is going to be easy? Oh. Kind of. Like, you kind of think that. Like, I'm going to just get a scholarship. Unre- unre- unrealistic, like, thinking? Yeah, 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 at the time. But then once you start to get to your junior year, you're mm-hmm. like, yo, this shit ain't as easy as I thought. Hell like, no. these letters ain't coming in as fast as I thought, I thought they, they would. would yeah. But luckily for me, I did get a scholarship. and um, But I got drafted. Yeah. So I got drafted out of high school by the Dodgers. And real quick, if you get drafted out of high school, you're not draft eligible until your junior year, unless you go to a two-year school. Does that make sense? You're not eligible. To get drafted again until after your junior season in high school. I mean, Uh college. Yeah. Unless you go to a two-year school. Hold on one second. Don't stop back. This nigga loud as fuck over there. (laughs) What's what's the name of your uh, podcast? First and Wild. Let me write this down. I can't even type a comment. <laughs> that shit was loud, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm like, damn. Oh right, yeah, sorry about that, but we had a loud ass studio next door, loud as fuck. Oh, we we all the way live, yeah. Alright, so you alright, hold on. You could be drafted out of high school if you go to a two year college. No, no, no. <clears throat> if if you get drafted out of high school yeah. in baseball, mm-hmm. you can't get drafted again. Mm-hmm. Until your junior season, unless you go to a two-year school. Okay, so when you went to Rivard College, if you would have that's a finished, two-year school. That's a two-year school. So if you would have left there, if you would have finished playing baseball there, you could have got drafted. You don't get it. I don't get it. Fuck it. It's all right. Now listen. <laughs> if you get drafted out of high school, Slim, yeah, and you go to LSU, mm-hmm. you're not draft eligible again until after your junior season. Yeah. If you get drafted out of high school. And you go to Brevard College. Yeah. You can get drafted again after your freshman or sophomore season. Oh, okay. Which is why I went that route. Uh-huh. As it would turn out, I didn't get drafted again. Yeah. So I went to Brevard my freshman year. I went undefeated my freshman year. My second year, um, they dropped the rights to me. The Dodgers yeah. dropped the rights to me. So I was, like, just playing ball. Mm-hmm. So now the two years is up. So when you get drafted, did you get a check? No, no, no. I didn't uh, sign. I oh, just okay, got drafted. Gotcha, okay, gotcha. The first time. Yeah. Second time. Okay, so I did my two years at Brevard, mm-hmm. no draft. I didn't get drafted. So I'm like, fuck. 
So now I got to go to another school. And so I get scholarship offers from North Carolina State. It's a lot of them, but none of them was like a full ride. Yeah. I was still going to go to North Carolina State and pay the, the tuition, yeah. but I didn't want to do my dad like that. Yeah. Last minute, because he was going to have to pay it. Yeah. And we ain't had no money like that. Yeah. So last minute, it ain't even last minute, I just was really hesitant. A&T comes yeah. and offers me a full scholarship. So it's, it's like the sacrifice. Do you take big, the full the, scholarship the and be on a shitty team? Yeah. Or do you pay money and be on an ACC team? Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. I got to go to school for free. If I'm going to get drafted again, it ain't going to matter where I'm playing at. Yeah. So I took that chance, went to A&T full ride. Didn't get drafted my junior year. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, my senior year, I got picked again. So then so I signed. Do, do you think going to the HBCU was like the best decision you ever made? It's a really good decision, man. As, like, as far as? Well, for me, you, I need you that personally, culture. Yeah. You personally. Yeah, because I never had that experience before. Like my high school wasn't black. My, my my junior college wasn't black at all. So I, I wanted that. I just didn't realize how much I needed it mm-hmm. at the time. I was just going because it was really free. Yeah. And But it's really one of the best decisions I made because, I mean, even though the baseball team as a whole didn't have, like, a good record, we mm-hmm. still had talent. And we got to, you know, we I did what I had to do. Yeah. And I still got picked. To get, to get to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, um, but, you know, that was that was just a cool experience. But the thing about it was – DJing and music was always, always there. Yeah. Always. I just had to kind of shift my focuses. So when did you first, like, did you did you notice? I feel like everybody in the world loves music. To I feel a, like to every, a point, yeah. I, I feel like that. I feel like there's casual yeah. music lovers and then there's but, music lovers. Yeah, but so when were you, like, a music <clears throat> lover? Like, what hooked you in? Like, what did you hear that hooked you in? Bro, I was, like, five years old. Yeah. And I think it was, like, a Shaka Khan song. Mm-hmm. Because I remember specifically asking my mother to play that song over mm-hmm. and over and over. And then I asked her for the cassette. So um, My boy said cassette. Yeah, I'm <laughs> old. So it's like I feel like me asking her for specific music wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I couldn't do nothing without music, dog. Like yeah. I had tapes and all that shit playing. And then they had a record collection. So it was music going all the time. I know you hear that a lot, but mm-hmm. for real, for real, my career, somebody was always playing something. Yeah, definitely. And, I, I can remember my... I can I know when I fell in love with reggae. I know when I, I fell in love with hip hop. I know I can go back to that Pacific moment where I fell in love with a genre of music. Yeah. Passionately like this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you never forget stuff yeah. like that. And so, you know, around that time breakdance was real big. Mm-hmm. And then the music You was out there breakdancing? I was trying to, yeah. <laughs> and then so like I knew and then I then I got that's when I got turned on to like DJing. Yeah. I was looking at the movie like, oh shit, what are they doing? Like they mm-hmm. touching the record, touching the record and shit. Yeah. yeah. So, so you definitely went to the record player and touched that fucked fucking record. Up, <laughs> fucked up the record player, yeah. told the needles up, yeah. all that shit. Yeah. So, damn. But I didn't know what I was on on to. I just knew that I I was really really intrigued by it. And my cousin mm-hmm. was the only DJ in my city, one of the only ones that had like real technique turntables. Mm-hmm. And when I saw. Him, after seeing him on TV and shit. Yeah, it was like, oh, shit. Shit blew my mind, yeah. So I used to beg him to go over there and play around and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So um, I begged my pops for a set of turntables. And I was like, you never got to buy me anything else in life. Just this give me the turntables. Yeah. So back then, the Source magazine, mm-hmm. the back of the Source. Had a yes. They had the little. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> up, Upstairs Records was the name of the um, 
the little the store. Yeah. It was in like Bronx or some shit. It's like DJ starter pack, like five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Two turntables, a mixer, mixer, microphone, headphones. Yeah. I begged them. And so back then you wasn't it wasn't like you just order it and it come. Like you had nah. to send a money order or some Hell shit. Yeah. And my dad ain't never had like no credit cards or none of that yeah. shit. So he went to the uh, credit union, yeah. <laughs> printed out the money order. Damn, love. Had to send the shit off. Love. And now you, I'm thinking like, damn, we just sent off and just trust these motherfuckers? Yeah, yeah, facts. And luck, one day the UPS man popped up, and I was like, oh, shit. Shit. Cleared everything off my dresser. Yeah. Set the shit up. You remember the first song you played? I remember the first. Okay, so I ordered some records uh-huh. because I had to have something to play with. Yeah. And it was like Raekwon. Okay. And, uh, and like um, Faith Evans <laughs> had some. I, it was weird, man. But I had two of each. Yeah. So I was able to kind of practice. Go them. back and forth. Yeah. But the the turntables were so shitty. I just had to learn how to beat match. So I just worked on mixing two songs and learned, went, took it from there. And this is high school. Yeah. Well, right, right. Yeah, the end of high school, early college. So this is what you're doing at Brevard at the same time. Yeah, I took my shit at Brevard, set up in the dorm room. Yeah. I'm practicing. I got pictures of me in my baseball uniform on the turntable. <laughs> Damn, from practice to practice. Yeah, man. That's I just, crazy. I really taught myself a lot of that shit. Yeah. Beat matching is important. So I So had, you wasn't there was really no you really didn't have like an OG per se. Yeah, I mean, kinda. Um, like I said, my cousin, but you know, I was at college. Yeah, so and, but, so when I come home and then we'll take a trip to like Charlotte to buy vinyl. Right vinyl, yeah. But I only had my dad might give me twenty dollars. You know what's funny? I don't think shit. people understood what it took to get a record back in those days. <sighs> Compared to now, my my nigga, when I hear story, like I remember um, living in Southwest Miami, and I know the record shop next to Sangos Restaurant. You from Southwest Miami? Anybody? Everybody knows about Sangos. And then there was a record store. I want to say, oh, can't remember the name of the record store, but I remember it. And Fridays. And like <laughs> it just be packed. Yeah, and like ain't some like records we weren't here, so you had to drive way up to Broward, 30, 45 minutes away. So I can imagine living in Hendersonville. I don't know how far that is from Charlotte. That shit don't sound close. Nah, it's, nah, it wasn't too. It's like a buck and a half so, just to get one record. Yeah, that comes out on. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he had he he was working. Yeah, he had money. I was like, Dad, can I get a twenty? He give me twenty dollars. Yeah, twenty dollars won't buy you shit. Like as far as vinyl, I might got a one or two. Damn, for real? Yeah, but I just wanted to go. Yeah. It was called, it was Willie's. Yeah, it that was, was the name of the store. So we drive in, drive back, put the vinyl on, and then I got turned on the record pools. Mm. So what that is, you know what that is? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's like you send, you pay a monthly amount, and they yeah. send you a bunch of records, but they send you some bullshit. It might be two or three gems and about yeah. a stack of 20. Yeah. But that's how I built my vinyl collection. Collection, yeah. But back then, that separated DJs because everybody couldn't get the same shit. Facts. So it's like, yo, DJ such and such got that joint. And you know mm-hmm. he gonna play it tonight. This nigga ain't got it. So, but now it's like MP3s. Just send Anybody. the shit there. Yeah. You just hope you get it. I mean, it's some. <clears throat> yeah, cause I, I mean, I can't remember the last time I got like an album like a day before release or early. Yeah. Like physical copy? Not Type physical, but email. Like okay, this oh, album nah, comes yeah, that, out Friday, but you got it on nah, Monday. Nah, shit leak all the time. Yeah. That I, I was doing that shit all the time. I was burning CDs and everything, selling CDs, oh, and all of that course. shit. Yeah, hustling yeah, yeah, yeah. in college. Damn. All that shit. That's <clears throat> crazy. Yeah. So here's the first of all podcast. We do talk about losing our virginity and <clears throat> the wild shit, becoming oh, a shit. man. Becoming a man. Yeah. Losing my virginity. Yeah. First time you got some. <laughs> 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 but 
Bruh, growing up with my niggas, peer pressure <laughs> was, was a, a motherfucker. Yeah, so I used to lie about fucking. Yeah. Because everybody else in my crew was fucking. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, so we come back to school from the weekend. Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, man, I fucked Stacy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, shit. And I know it's gonna come to me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, I fucked uh, you know, Monica. They're like, who the fuck is Monica? I'm like, oh, she lives in Nashville. Y'all don't know her. So I did that for like ever. So and how old? How old are, how old are we talking? Like 15, 16. Like my niggas was already off the porch, like doing it all. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, I'm just trying to fit in at this point. Fit in, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really tri- like we was all cool, it wasn't mm-hmm. like that, but it just, it didn't take long for them to see through that shit. That bullshit, yeah. So, like, man, we're going to get you some ass. We're going to get you some ass. So, so how did, these are cats older than you? Same, about the same age. Okay, so, yeah. like, how did they help you get some ass? It was just, like, they, <laughs> this one girl that they knew, like, man, she'll fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I think, I don't know how, but on Fridays, they get, like, a strip of motel rooms and invite the girls over type what shit. What the fuck? It's like, man, all you got to do is just go in the room and talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Everybody knows they're going there for the one reason. Yeah, but they all had their girls, and then they bring this one little girl. I guess she was just down. I don't know. She was just, she had a rough upbringing. I don't know. <laughs> and so, so, like, what was that like? Were you nervous? What was it like? I was I was very um, interested because I wanted to see what the hype was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the niggas talk about that shit, shit like, like, nigga, yeah. Facts. yeah. So the first time, um, I, didn't, I didn't nut. Yeah. So I I didn't know that there was like, you know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't I wasn't like jacking my dick and like yeah. I wasn't doing none of that shit. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I still don't get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. the second time I nut, I oh okay, <laughs> I see. It was, I Were see the what, same girl? Nah, it wasn't. It was damn what? Yeah, ten I mean, years on it. High school, I, I ain't I ain't high school wasn't like that. Yeah, for me, I, I didn't. I, yeah, same here. Like I had sex when I was 16, but like you know, I definitely did not. I don't remember, like, it wasn't a pleasurable, it was definitely was like, oh my God, I got to do this again. Right, right, It was right. definitely not that. Yeah. I was like, I tell people all the time, like, if, if looking back now, I definitely could have waited. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but like I said, I, and I'm hard to influence, mm-hmm. but Facts. I was, I, I would, would give you that. <laughs> but I was so intrigued by that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because I don't drink and smoke and all my niggas are doing all that shit, mm-hmm. selling dope, but I ain't. Like, I, you got to show me why I'm doing something. But mm-hmm. for that, I was like, yeah, I got to see what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I man. made up for it in college, though. <laughs> shout, shout out to all the college. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the co-ed. We had co-ed dorms in uh, Brevard. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So. so it was on the pop, and you was an athlete. Super. Yeah, it was crazy. Damn. At that point. Do you remember her name? Which one? The one girl you lost your virginity to. Uh, I got it written down. So you have a, a database? No, no, no. I just, I just, I got her name written. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. No, you're, I, I wouldn't want you to write, say her name, but I just wanted to know if you remember. Because a lot of people ask, don't have no fucking idea. Where the first, the first girl? Mind blowing. I mean, I know the names of everybody. Really? Maybe not. <laughs> because once I, once I was playing ball, there was a couple nights. Oh man, where it was like yeah, but that's that's something. That's so fast forward, uh, we're at A and T. And the, is the DJing getting better? Are we getting? What's your first yeah. gig that you ever booked? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause um, Brevard, there was really nothing, to, nothing to DJ. Yeah, you know, even the little dances we had in the, on campus, they had book a DJ, and I study them, but it wasn't. So I get, oh nigga, this story's crazy. All right, go ahead. You got the best stories. Go ahead. So, 
I'm on the way. I got a full scholarship, which is books, room and book, all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I load up my little white Honda Accord, feel to the rim. I drive to Greensboro. It's like a three-hour drive. Yeah. I get to um, the housing. Okay. I register my classes. I go to housing, and she don't give a fuck. She like, baby, we out of, we ain't got no more rooms. So I'm in, it's like a mad long line behind me. So I'm like, I'm like, I got all my shit in the car. Like, what am I supposed to do? There's no, I'm not, I don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. I'm not, you know, she's like, baby, we ain't got no, next. And you're a, a full ride athlete? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm off. She's like, next. All right. So about this time, baseball practice was mm-hmm. going on, but they yeah. knew I wasn't going to be there because I'm trying to get all this shit set up. So I drive to the baseball practice and I pull up and I tell my coach, I'm like, yo, He's like, they excited to see me, all this shit. Like, they done told the team. And all, yeah. like, so I'm like, yo, hey, everybody, this is the guy we're telling about. This is Deron, Deron. I'm like, yeah, 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 listen. I ain't got nowhere to live. <laughs> yeah, fuck all, fuck. Like, I <laughs> get to y'all later. Right. <laughs> so um, I told Coach, I'm like, yeah, I don't have a room. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, uh, she said that they, there's no more rooms left. And he, he started laughing. So I'm like. Is, is this, did he set up a whole joke? <laughs> yeah, to, like that far. Did he take it that far? First, this is your first experience at HBC. At first experience. Fuck. So he's like, "Man, Marquise ain't got no room, man. You can just room with him." I'm like, "Just like that?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Marquise, Marquise, come over. Marquise is a catcher from Poughkeepsie, New York. Shout out to him. Poughkeepsie, New York. Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can room with me." Blah blah blah. So mind you, I got a mad shit in my. In my um, Honda. <laughs> so now I'm like, damn, I know he don't want to give up because it's, it was cool to have a room by yourself. Well, that was like a goal. Yeah, for oh, yeah, of course, no roommate, of course. Yeah, yeah, in college. So I'm like, damn, he got to give up his space. But I go into the dorm room, he ain't got shit. Like, I had a microwave, PlayStation, TV, all that shit. Yeah. So it's kind of like a trade off. Yeah. All right. So we go to dinner mm-hmm. for the first time, my first time. And it's live as fuck. Yeah. Like a DJ in there rocking. Like it's a party. You just eating. Yeah. And I'm staring at the DJ. Yeah. So the nigga like, Marquis, like, yo, what the fuck you staring at the DJ so much for? I'm like, yo, that's what I want to be. He's like, say word. I said, yeah. I was like, yeah, nigga, I've been practicing everything. He's like, word, that's my man Dez. The nigga lived like two doors down from us. Yeah. I said, word. So what are the chances yeah. of me not having a room? room. And to then, meet him. Right. To, to, to randomly the, get in him in the room that that's his boy. The main Damn, campus DJ. DJ. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to introduce you. Introduce me to him. Now, at this point, I'm not nice at all. I'm, yeah. like, I'm okay. Yeah. Because I've been working on my little bullshit turntables. Yeah. So. That's funny. I thought you meant nice as a person. I didn't know you meant as a DJ. Oh, so nigga. I was like. <laughs> I'm always nice. <laughs> no, fuck out of here, nigga. So um, he introduced me to him. Mm-hmm. I go to, the, uh, to his dorm room. There was a song called Rap Scholar. By Das Effects and Redman. Das Effects, yeah. So that's the record I start playing with. Now, like I said, I'm not nice, but I know enough. Mm-hmm. So I bring back, it's the Rap Scholar, it's the Rap Scholar, it's the Rap Scholar. And there's like, oh, okay, he was on the phone with somebody. Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, all right, cool, cool, cool. So he hung up. He's like, yeah, all right, cool. That, that on a landline or a cell phone? La landline. Woo! So <laughs> he was like, yeah, cool. He's like, so won't you just roll with me to my gigs? You know, help me carry equipment and all that kind of shit. And we can just kind of build a rapport. I said, nigga, where we going? Nothing. Yeah. So now I'm I'm practicing. I'm going to parties. Mm-hmm. But I'm not partying. Yeah. I'm observing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrying crates, setting the shit up, you know, needle on all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that for 
probably like most of the semester. Then it got to the gym jams. So I would DJ the first two hours of the gym jams. Yeah. And turn it over to dad. So that's how I learned how to open. Yeah. Because there was one point I did play some hot shit. Mm -hmm. And he cussed me out. Like, yo, Deron, what the fuck you doing? Like, you don't yeah. be playing. It's too early for that shit. I'm like, oh, shit. So in my mind, I said I'd never had that feeling again. So that's why to this day, I know how to buy time. Mm -hmm. Like, I buy time with the best of them. Yeah. So it went from that to I'm juggling baseball, course class, and DJing. And one homecoming, a DJ didn't show up mm -hmm. to a party. So you, once you start scrambling for a DJ, you start backtracking. They're like, oh, shit. Who the little nigga that used to open up for Dez? Like, we need, they'll take anybody at this yeah. point. Dez, is your man available? Duran, are you ready? Gotta be. So I pull up to the homecoming party. Mind you, the DJ was late. So I'm late. I mean, the DJ didn't show up, so I'm late getting there because it wasn't my gig. Yeah. So I'm walking by the crowd of people that's waiting to get in, and they thinking I'm the hold up. So they pretty much like booing me or mad at me Damn. from the game. I'm like, yo, this ain't my gig, nigga. I'm just coming here to say the shit. So yeah. I go in there. First two hours, I kind of mimic. Oh. Hold on, I want to. I just want to point something out. Like back in those days, when the DJ pulling to a party, he's coming with hella shit. It ain't no quick. Mm, yeah. it ain't no quick one two setup. Nah, this ain't no computer. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, a, I'm I'm walking in. I mean, I had my homeboy with me, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't comfortable at all. Yeah. not at that point. Mm -hmm. So I get there, and the first two hours, I do what I normally do, and then the second two hours, I kind of would think about what Dez would do yeah. and just kind of put my own spin on it. Okay. And I rocked. Like, yeah. I honestly rocked out to the point where I started getting booked. And that's that's just kind of how I grew. Damn. Yeah, it's like, it's it's just a classic example of once you get the opportunity, you got to you gotta yeah. Take, yeah. Yeah, make the take most the of it. Take the bull by the horns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so what, so I mean, so are you still in contact with Dez now? I mean, we talk, I still got his number. We, we speak every blue moon. Yeah. Um, he's more in the production. Okay. Like, he's a huge, like, he does big concerts and shit. He kind of got out of DJing. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't for him, I don't, uh, it'd be a struggle That's for sure. That's crazy. Yeah. So I always try to pass that experience on to young DJs whenever I get a chance. Like, what do you think the, what do you think about DJs now? Like, I think um, it's hard to tell who's in it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. um, it's so easy. Just like rappers. It's so accessible. Yeah. Like, um, for example, Rappers back in the day, there was so much you had to do to make a song. Facts. Like, you had to find a studio. That shit was expensive. You had to find a beat. That shit was no guarantee. Then you had to press up your song on vinyl and distribute it manually, like hand-to-hand. -hand. And there was no guarantee that the DJ was even going to listen to it, let alone play, play it. it. So now, nigga, we can make a song right now and email it to everybody. So it's like, are you dedicated enough to go through the shit back then, mm -hmm. or are you doing it now because it's so easy and you can be so rich off of the shit? Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of like that with DJs. Mm -hmm. Are you really trying to learn how to DJ, or you think it's cool and you got access to this and that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so I, don't I mean, know. how do you feel like when you when people are hitting you up that like, oh, Duran, mentor me. Oh, Duran, I know. I remember like two three, two years ago, I said you put out there that like you wanted to mentor somebody, you wanted yeah, to pass yeah. on the knowledge. Like, yeah. what was that process? To, to get to find somebody, I wanted to. I just wanted to pass it along, like, cause people helped me. Yeah. So I wanted to help somebody. So I, I put. I didn't know I was gonna get that kind of response. To be honest with you, I, I swear, promise you. Like I might have undersold myself, but I nigga. Anyway, I found my man DJ Simi, and um, I wanted it to be a situation where I needed help. 
like I need to help with some of these gigs. I might need somebody to drive me, or I might need somebody to kind of sit up or open up. Yeah. And in return, you get to you get the exposure, you get the experience, and not, you get my library. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I gave my whole library of songs, which is a huge deal. Yeah. And I found my man DJ Sammy, and um, you know, we've been rocking for. Two, two, three years? Years? Yeah, two years, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So now he opened up for me Saturday nights, and like I said, in return, I don't have to be there so early, and he get the experience. Um, oh man! But it was. Definitely but how did you? How did you pick? How did I one pick? Th- yeah. yeah, I I called every single person and had a conversation, and through that I could kind of tell. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, some people was further along than I was, kind of um, hoping. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. You know, doing their own gigs and shit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I wanted to kind of get somebody but to raw. Right, that yeah, was raw. Okay. That one that was hungry too. Yeah. Yeah. So Oh man, that's crazy. And you know, they do a little bullshit like, you know, take take over my social media or they might have to run and get a couple things. Not not not, not like some initiation shit, just some appreciation shit. <laughs> oh, come on, bro. I do that I'm for you. I'm just saying. No, I do that for you now. Oh, like if, if I see you out somewhere, I'm not I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, 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 right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, bro. Like, I think it's that stuff is very important. Social media is important. Yeah. I so how, how do you go to that? Because you're very like active on social media. I think you're way more social on there than actually in person. Uh, yeah. Like your social media personality is not who you are in person at all. Yeah, because I told you I don't, I don't follow people. Yeah. But nah, I for real, for real, it's real simple for me. Like, I think I got like eighteen thousand followers, and I feel like for me, I just want to give them something to. To look at, like, mm-hmm. the reason to follow me, like, if you're going to follow me, at least I could do is entertain you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just keep my shit silly on my yeah. stories. But yeah. it's just social social media is so powerful these days. Yeah. Like. Do you think, you, do you think you've been a more popular DJ if you didn't have social media? A more popular? Yeah. Like, if there was no more social media, do you think you'd been a bigger DJ? So are you saying we had the social media up and then it just stopped or we never had it? Like, we never had it. I think I'd be more popular if I didn't if there wasn't social media. I don't, I don't even think that makes sense. Yeah. How? Um, because social media is way more exposure. Yeah, but just I, by default, I feel like when things are like very word word of mouth, I feel it holds more holds more weight. But see, you got word of mouth and social media, so how can it be more? Because I think sometimes social media is a popularity. Like I'm gonna put Duran because I know Duran is cool. But I feel like sometimes when it's word of mouth, it's like your word of mouth is like I'm giving you my word. Like when I recommend you, like that's on me. Word of mouth is powerful. As opposed to, oh, I'm here, so I'm going to put my dog on the gram. That, I don't know. I just feel like. I mean, it's a lot of corny shit with social media. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like. It's a lot of opportunists too. I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got people that, yo, make sure you tag me, my nigga. Like, yeah. Why you want me? Why you? Because I got a lot of followers. followers. Yeah. So, I mean, even when like, it's, it's, a, it's going, I mean, that's part of yeah. anything. It's going to come with some corny shit. But, mm. I mean, that's part of the game. So, how'd you end up at 102? Let's, what year was that? I don't remember the year. It was like seven years ago, um, probably around that time. I ain't like counting back, what, 2012? <laughs> so, honestly, man. I was I was killing the streets. Yeah. I was killing the streets. Um, the clubs that I was doing is like I was very I was I was highly sought after. Mm-hmm. So when one or two decided they wanted to ask someone, they just went to the streets and was like, yo, let's see if Deron get down, type mm-hmm. shit. 
Um, and no disrespect to nobody, but I never was chasing the radio thing. Yeah. Like, I wasn't hanging around, none of that shit. Did you I, know them, or was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was cool with Flex. Flex yeah. would let me open on his set sometimes. Oh, that's dope. Uh, I knew Earn, me and Earn kind of started around the same. We got a DJ class. DJ class, it's yeah. It's like me, Earn, Sud, Red Ock, Cuts, Pyro, um, my man, Papers. Like, we all... Started um, around the yeah. same time. Okay. And, you know, it's a it's a good class. So not definitely very notable names. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um if Sub would have a gig, I hop on his shit. If I would have a gig, he'll hop on my shit. Mm-hmm. Earn. I met Earn through the uh through all that. Yeah. Same thing with cuts and papers. Like we was helping each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, just DJ the first couple hours. So then what happens is other people start to hear you and that's how your shit grow. Like, yeah. sure, let's book this nigga. That nigga yeah. hype. And so shot the big boy. I was doing the same thing on Sudset mm-hmm. at a club called 508. Big boy was already established. And I didn't even know the nigga. And he just kind of pulled me to the side. I was like, yo, nigga, listen, take this shit as far as you want. But ain't nobody, like, you nice as fuck on the DJ shit. So I just kind of looked at him like, oh, shit. That's, he ain't have to do that. Yeah. And nigga. I just, I, th- I just think today and age, like, I always make it a point, like, if somebody does a really good job, I'm going to let that person know. Like, even tonight, is he nice? And I, I was talking, it's like, yo, this nigga ain't miss a beat, a hit, a nothing. And I had to go to tell him, like, bro, you're, you're doing a fucking amazing job. Just, it was incredible. You told Izzy that? Yeah. yeah Shout like, to Izzy. Shout to yeah, Izzy. Izzy nice. Yeah, he dope. Yeah, and I just want to make sure, like, a lot of times... It's so easy to point out the negative things. Yeah. But I always want to highlight when people do an amazing job. Like, I, oh, what party was I at? And you and I had to take a minute. I was like, yo, fucking Duran. What was I at? Probably some Raleigh shit. Was it Raleigh? No, I, I think it was Greensboro. I know the last, it was, I don't know, the time before last, I saw you somewhere. I was like, damn. That nigga's a DJ, DJ. I'm yeah, like, yeah. You got to, I mean, you know, it's the difference between playing songs and DJing. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think more important, technical skills or musical knowledge? For parties? Just as a DJ. It depends on what you're doing. Because if I'm in a DJ battle, I need to be technical. Uh, yeah. A real DJ battle, not that bullshit where niggas get hype off to whoever played the dopest song. That's bullshit. Oh, yeah, bullshit. But it depends. If a, For a party, <sighs> song selection probably is more important as long as you can pull it off. But it's, you def- it's good to be both, man. I don't know. If I had to pick one, I, I think I would pick musical knowledge. That can get you over. Because I just feel like sometimes when we go to the club, you, I, I learned this from you. Like people, people come here to hear familiar music. And I love like when I'm creating sets with my DJs, especially if I have a time to build, I can say, yo, let's try these, these four songs just to kind of give it a different turn yeah. tonight. Yeah. Because I feel sometimes when you're DJing so much, it's easy to... To, to get into the... the yeah, um, that's uh, true. That's, that's a challenge, actually, especially if you're at the same Spot club every, every yeah. week. Yeah. Like, how do you kind of battle? How do you navigate through things like that? Oh, uh, man, it's tough. Um, because certain songs just go so well together. Yeah. And it's hard to break away from it, but you got to force yourself. And to be totally honest with you, the niggas be done forgot last week what the right. fuck happened, so you just kind of run yeah. through the shit. But... It's very, very important to um, kind of stay out of that shit because becoming predictable, and I'm sure I've been accused of it at some point, is not what you want. <laughs> Damn. That's not what you want. But I think everybody said that about DJs at some point. Oh, I know yeah. what he's going to play. Oh, he mm-hmm. got the same set. I mean, shit work, shit work. You go out a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's another thing. When I get a chance to go listen to other DJs, I'll hear a song that I know, but I didn't know work 
in the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, oh shit, I ain't know that shit was rocking like that. I'm gonna have to incorporate it's, it's, that. Oh, and I tell like, I tell anybody that want to do host DJs, I'm like, look, even when you're not actually working, yeah. Going out for an hour or two is still work. That's still work. It's it's research. It's research. Yeah. You know, you need to know what the fuck going on. That's why, like, as much as I love strip clubs, I like going because... The music. The music. The new music. That new music. I used to love going to Cabaret here, Link's Legacy, playing like, okay, that's what the fuck going on. Shout out to Link's Legacy. It's a lot... It's less pressure in a strip club because it's not a dance floor. Mm -hmm. Because... In the club, that you know, they'll clear that motherfucking thing. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Not so much now with the, you know, but that's that's another reason I do Green Street once a month because you know that's super young. Mm-hmm. But I like to be able to stay in that lane, at least be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So once a month be enough. But I tell people all the time, you ain't really DJ no party until you did a party with no new music. Yeah. How to how to maneuver, not just playing classics, but how to maneuver through a whole night of classics. Where the people that's like older crowds, they don't give a fuck about the new whatever. New Migos. Like you turn even tonight, you didn't play no Migos. That's what I'm saying. You like play no you, you gotta different. know how to maneuver uh, through the crowd, the crowd that you DJ. You play no Rihanna. It's a lot of shit ain't playing. Damn. That's what I'm saying. I was that, thinking about that tonight. I was like, yo, he didn't play this, he didn't play that. I'm like, fuck. And then we Killed still you. got through yeah, it though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how it's like you just gotta know how to play shit. How you play shit is more important than what you play. Play. Yeah, mm. believe it or not. Nah, I, I think, and I think this generation, like even for now, as far as like nightlife, any type of entertainment, like nostalgia is such a big thing. Yeah, people uh, love remembering nigga more than anything. So, so you see, I'll be like, "Yo, who remember this shit?" Yeah, and I drop something, yeah. and, then, and like, it takes you back to. Well, what was you doing when this shit came yeah. out? And then you drop something like, "Oh shit, I remember we was in the motherfucking yeah." yeah. yeah so that, that the whole club experience is way yeah. more than meets the eye. Woo. <laughs> so what's like the I mean as you're like is something like I can you see yourself DJing forever? Yeah, I think I want to DJ for a long time because I look at parties and there's people always want to party no matter the age. Mm-hmm. So they need a DJ. And I love I don't like some of the shit that comes with DJing, but the actual DJing part phew, yeah. shit take me away. Like so, for real. So we always talk about you're always preaching about no requests. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. D- DJ etiquette, nightlife etiquette. Let's talk about or, or DJ request. Um, people think I'm an asshole because of that, but yes, they don't. They don't are. understand. It's not. I, it's only natural to want to hear something as a human being. Yeah. Like we want to hear certain shit. Mm-hmm. But like I said before, when I want to hear something as a party goer, who am I thinking about? Keep it real. I'm thinking about me. Yeah. I'm not thinking about these 800 other people. People in here. I'm like, yo, I want to hear this new shit off the baby album. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like that song too, but do you think it's really going to work in this setting right now? Yeah. Probably not. So what I'm saying is, you're thinking about you, I got to think about everybody Everybody, else. yeah. Yeah, and I say that all the time. So as a DJ, whether you focus on training or focus on focus on it or not, you're being conditioned to please most of the people mm-hmm. because that's the goal. Yeah. It's every, a job where it's impossible to please everybody. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, every single party, if you if you took a survey, you're going to have people like, oh, that nigga rock. Oh, that nigga suck. Like, every single party, if mm-hmm. he was a surveyor. So, as long as you keep most people happy, you're doing all right. So, as far as a request, it's going against the grain most of the time. And then a lot of times... They request shit you're, gonna, you're already going to play. Request shit I'm already going to play. play. That shit it's like, my wild. nigga, I'm going to play the song. Just wait on yeah. it. Yeah. It's 1130. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, chill out. Yeah. Get a drink. And I don't play shit twice. So yeah. I'm going to run it through with most of the people in here, especially if it's, like, the hottest record. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till, like, 115, to when everybody's in there yeah. so everybody can enjoy it. And then we just go from there. Damn. But it's not. I'm not being mean. I'm just being – it's not helping me. Yeah. So, you know, every blue movie. I'm going to – I already have, like, a, I've been searching for it, but I, I have that – that no request light up box. It's in, I it's, saw that. It's on down it. in Win- it's in Win- that's Winwood. That's in Winwood. What's that? Brick, brick. It's in Miami. Oh, nigga. At Brick, at a place called Brick in Winwood, and I know exactly when he posted. I was like, I know where that is. I'm gonna find out, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one. It's your Christmas gift. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta, I, but you gotta yo, bring it with you though. You, this, you have to bring it with you and like use it. You saw the chick tonight, right? That shit. Oh, she I, show, I was trying to get um. My phone out fat, but I couldn't. I was like, oh. I laughed at her. Yeah. She had a list of shit. Like, it was like 20 songs on the list. I'm like, the fuck you want me to do with that? I la- I looked at her and laughed. <laughs> like, you really think I'm about to play all this shit? <laughs> like, most people just had one, one song. song. Nigga, she had a, had a, she took had a playlist. A, yeah, bro. I'm like, fuck them all. God damn. So, that's, that, that's all it is. It's, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to be Considered logical. To the party. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's not, it's not making sense. People, he's trying to be me. If y'all I'm not see trying nigga, to be me. Now, just... I will be. I'm, I'm an asshole depending on how you approach me. Yeah. Like, rude with it. Yeah. I had a chick tell me, I'm from the A. I need you to make me feel like I'm in the A. I'm like, bitch, you not in the A. You in Greensboro. <laughs> so tonight, you going to party like <laughs> you in Greensboro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you go out of town, it's your job to adapt to where you're yeah, at. Yeah, I never want to go to, like, yeah, I want to, I want to, like, I love culture, so I love to immerse you myself. You experience it. Yeah. yeah. Even if it is Greensboro, yeah. whatever, like, you're going to party how we party tonight. I don't give a fuck where you from. Yeah. You supposed to want to hear something different. Yeah, facts. So she except, said. I will not lie, except when I go to the West Coast, because West Coast is very different. Like, it's very different. I was like, okay. It takes. You supposed to take it in. It's I did. A, I, did. A, I was like, ooh. It's an experience. Yeah, it, it definitely was. So when you come here, you're going to see how we party yeah. here. Yeah. I'm not going to change this whole fucking club yeah. because you're here. Like, there's, oh, shit, we got Detroit in the building. Let's make it feel like Detroit. No. And everybody else is like, what the fuck, nigga? Play this, you know what I'm saying? Play the baby. Well, I will, I will say that depending on where you're DJing. Like, if you're DJing in a city in which where, because, like, I have a friend, DJ Don Hunt. Like, DJing on South Beach. Yeah. It's a different mindset and, and strategy as for DJing in Greensboro. Well, yeah, there's a lot because more tourists. More tourists. Right. So if cats are popping bottles somewhere yeah. and they're from a certain location, no, oh, no, you no. better have a motherfucking song from D. Yep. No, no, no. Now I agree with that. Um, yeah. There's a time and a place for all that mm-hmm. shit. Like if, if I see, I see, I keep saying Detroit, if Detroit is heavy in the club, mm-hmm. like heavy, you give them a little bit of that shit and watch them turn the fuck, fuck up. up. And then people kind of gravitate towards yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But as far as like, just con- just reconditioning the whole crowd because crowd, you're yeah. from yeah that's nah we're not doing I, that. I, I've seen them do it in, in many different environments and that's something I was like, that's impressive. Very yeah because he did it and didn't lose the party. Right, that's you know that's mean? a skill in itself. Yeah, that shit was I was like, okay, make that shit flow. Yeah, and I seen him do it like and man, I, one thing I, I rate and I think that the musical knowledge sometimes is. So overrated and is undervalued. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is to me, seeing like just being not even a student of the game, but an outsider that appreciates like what DJs can do and their abilities. 
it blows my mind. Yeah. Because even when I'm fucking around, just, and I'm trying to think of a song to play, it's like, oh, shit. I tell, I tell you know, <laughs> shit is hard. Shout out my man Cam Hicks. We talk about this shit all the time. It's like, man, anybody can please a crowd for fifteen minutes. Oh, facts. But nigga, can you do it for two hours, two hours, three hours? Like, what you gonna play next? What you gonna play next? What you gonna play next? But what do you what do you think that like learning that that mind that like that mindset that how do you how do you learn something like that? Is that just like an experience thing? Yeah, I'm about to say. You remember I got cussed out yeah, for. Um, yeah. So what you learn to do is you learn to entertain without blowing through the hot shit. Mm-hmm. So that can consist of shit that used to be hot. It's like, oh shit, I do remember this shit. Mm-hmm. Do that for thirty minutes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's it's so many ways to do it. Yeah. But I guess experience has a lot to do with it because when niggas give into that pressure, mm-hmm. that pressure, pressure, yeah. like. When it's like you open it and it's eleven thirty or not even twelve and ain't nobody moving mm-hmm. and you start to feel the pressure like damn yo I'm fucking up and then you start dropping hot shit yeah it's like nigga now what you gonna do the rest of the time not, yeah because people you gotta realize the first half of the club it's like you get in there find and your get, spot yeah, feel comfortable get, and get, get your drinks and yeah, shit yeah like you know uh, 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 assess the environment yeah yeah you ain't gotta blow through that shit it's a way to entertain people yeah. without playing the hottest shit out I tell people all the time like young DJs especially like, yo, just because everybody's not doing backflips on the fucking dance floor and on a whenever like that doesn't mean people aren't having fun right yeah, yeah. I mean you got I, I scan the room yeah it's like I'll play some shit and I see if I see some head nods and drinking yeah. sipping like that's yeah. that's all I need right exactly. now exactly and then we we gonna build it up. Perfect example. Is he nice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a perfect. He kept everybody in that. Oh, and I was like, yo, yeah. this is a vibe. Like yeah. I'm feeling. It made me just feel really good. Right. I'm in for the night. Like I'm. It's I'm all here. a process. Yeah. It's all a process. And then you got those people that want to hit shit just because they about to leave. Mm-hmm. Like yo, oh, the, fuck the that. audacity of you. Oh fuck that. Play this. Shit. I'm about to leave. I'm like, well, nigga. Yo. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> Peace. Yeah, so Damn. it's all the process, man. It's all everybody play their role as far as like, you know, the bartenders, bottle girls, hosts, DJ. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing when it comes together. Everybody have a good time. Yeah. So what are some like uh how do you deal with independent artists? Um like it's being such being like the uh a credible source. Like kind of like you're at the level now of your career where when you put your stamp on something, it's like it it means something. Like you can alter somebody. You you can change somebody's life. That's where you are now. <laughs> like you're there. You've done it. Like how do you navigate through that? Because even when I don't I don't know how to do that yet. I'm just, I'm learning that now because people send me things and I feel like I I feel like if I ask a DJ to play something or I tell you, you know I'm not gonna tell you no bullshit. So you know if I come to you with a song, it has some type of validity to it because. Of our relationship and how much we care about at least music. to you, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like, how do you, how are you navigating through that? So you're not that a fucking hating ass nigga, because my reputation has become, I, I, I be honest, like, Deron gonna tell you the truth. Um, I've, I've noticed lately, the cosign, my cosign is a big deal, mm-hmm. or it's becoming one, um, but. The main thing is to be honest with the artist. Yeah. Some people can take it, some people can't. I get music every single yeah. day. Listen to this, listen to this. What you think we can do? And I tell them, like, yo, it's cool, but it's not out of here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Or this ain't it. And then, you know, niggas like, I had niggas 
oh, you a hating ass nigga. You the only DJ that don't like it. Don't follow me. All that bullshit. Like, bro, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, that's part of the game too, though. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So how I deal with it is just keep it real. So what is it like when you see the rappers in, in person? Is it the same type of... I, I pay attention to the approach. Mm -hmm. um, an introduction is always cool. I just don't like when niggas want to try to establish a relationship with me in the club because they want to hear the song in the club at that time. I should at least know who you are Prior or to. at least had a song already in my inbox. Don't try to send it to me right yeah, there on yeah. the spot just because you hype and you feel like your shit will go. I mean, what's the what's proper protocol? Like, break it down right now. Proper artists, protocol. I'm an artist. I don't... We never met in person. Right. And I got I got some songs. I have a single that I want to push, and I know you're going to be at Green Street tomorrow night. How do I... What's the protocol to go What I prefer... Yeah, what's the protocol? Get yeah. my attention. It might not be a DM. It could mm -hmm. be a comment. Yeah. You might have to spam my comments. I don't know. Check it. Yeah. Whatever. Get oh, my God. attention. Yeah. Prior to the club, of course, mm -hmm. and then then make it make it make it make sense. Like I'm Slim City, I have a song that I believe in. Could you listen to it? Let me know what you think, and then we can go from there. Yeah. So most of the time, with that approach, mm -hmm. that's respectful. I'll at least listen to it. Yeah. And then I'll hit you back. Like, you know, it's all right, cool. It's it's, it's not bad. Yeah. Do you think we can play it in the club? I know you're gonna be at Green Street Friday. Do you think we can play it in the club? Yeah. And then I'm like. Yeah, you you know, we'll see. Send me my cash app. Yeah, nah, for real. That yeah. shit costs. Yeah. Uh, my man 630 was like, it's going to cost you to fuck up the party. Now, what that means is, it doesn't mean your song is bad. It means that your song is not familiar. Familiar, yeah. So, if I you... I don't... Oh, finish, finish, finish. No, no, no. If you want me to play your song, show love. Yeah. Like, pay me some money. Yeah. I'll at least play it. I know it's going to fuck up my flow, but you getting what you want. Mm -hmm. And now, you know... We can, we I'm can, sacrificing my flow. Yeah, and your you. repetition, repetition. Yeah, for you. So, but I, I think it's more of like when you present these situations, and I tell artists, like, bro, don't come. Like, I tell artists all the time, like, don't come here at fucking 12.30. Or even <laughs> if you speak prior to. Yeah. I, you should want to hear your song between, I think, 11.30 to 12, 12.15. 12.30 pushing it. Cause it's still like the, you're still kind of yeah, building up to a party. I, in other words, you can get you. I can play that without sacrificing. Exactly. Much. Yeah, like yeah. when you come into the prime time, niggas is not trying to hear no fucking song they never heard before at prime time. Even if it's the greatest song, I've heard songs that are the are the shit now. But when we first play that shit in the middle of the night, nigga, listen. What the fuck? What the fuck is this? I get money. Yeah. By Fifty Cent mm -hmm. is a club classic. Yeah. When I first played that shit, niggas look at me like I was crazy. So that goes to show it ain't the quality of the mm -hmm. song. It's being familiar with the yeah. song. So like you said, I'm spilling through all these hits since 1 o'clock. Why would I break that up to play your shit, even if it is dope? And then I got to get the crowd back. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, it's yeah, not yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that make a lot of sense. It's very, no, I, t I mean, when artists come to me and they're trying to like, bro, like, no, we're too late, dog. Between 11.30 and 12.30, like, bro, we, it's, it's, it's go time now. Foot on the gas. Like, we not stopping. Yeah. You know That's real shit. Yeah. Even last night. And DJ just be having a lot going on. Like the 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 way their minds are moving so fast, like and I and I really I acknowledge that last night with DJ Polo. Shout out to Polo, man. A great fucking Shout DJ. out Polo, yeah. I mean, man, that's a bad motherfucker right yeah, there, boy. Facts. He was doing some shit on that. He's one of the first ones I seen in Greensboro. Yeah. yeah. I I had to step back and handle that. Yes, I was like, I had to call him like, dog, you 
fuck, man. When you locked in and, like, you're, you're really trying, like, man, it was incredible. It was a it was a pleasure to watch him DJ last Absolutely. Night. It was one of those, like, damn. Because what, see, here's the thing. As a DJ, we're setting you up as mm-hmm. a, not you, like yeah. the crowd. Yeah. But they don't know they're being set up. Mm-hmm. It's like a comedian. You start telling jokes. It's like as if, if I'm watching a comedian, I know what he said just made me laugh. Yeah. However, I don't know that he been setting me up for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that big, big ass laugh. joke. Yeah. That's what we do as a DJ. We setting you up. It's like, yeah, I'm 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 keeping you right on the edge. Okay. Now I'm about to blow the top off this motherfucker. Yeah. And then the last 30, 45 minutes, you walking out that motherfucker like, oh, oh shit. Like, so it's all, it's all a process, man. Like you have to, it's it's a strategy. Yeah. You don't know you're being set up, but we setting your ass up to kill your, like, you mm-hmm. know, metaphorical. Damn, speaking. that's crazy. Yeah, so it's all it's all a process. Um, anything you want to tell young DJs? Young DJs, just realize, know why you're DJing. Identify why you're DJing. And be honest with yourself. You trying to get the bitches or you trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. whatever you trying to do, be honest with yourself. The main thing, know exactly what it is that you're doing behind those turntables, control the CDJs. In other words, go back to how it started. Understand how the first nigga realized what a scratch was. was yeah. He was playing a song. His mother said something to him. He put his hand on the record because he wanted to hold his hold the place. Yeah. And just started kind of rubbing it. Mm-hmm. Like know that shit. Yeah. And realize how far it's come. Understand the technology and all that shit too. But at least know the history of what you're doing. And I feel like that'll catapult you. It'll separate you from the other niggas. Mm. Um so you, how do you feel about the controller DJ? Do you feel like it's a kind of a I me personally I don't like I feel like it's a di- disrespect to the craft. Because I see I I I, I don't personally know, but I I understand <laughs> what it means, like what niggas had to do to get, you know what I'm saying, to achieve that. I, I've I've always been anti-controller, even though I bought one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I've I can, I've earned the right to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Um, I can DJ on turntables. I can DJ on without a computer. Mm-hmm. So if I want to use a fucking controller, I'm gonna just use a fuck. Like I bought it for convenience. Mm-hmm. I would personally discourage learning on a controller, yeah. but that's just the wave now. I would rather DJs learn on vinyl without a computer, learn how to mix these two songs that you can't see the wave for them, yeah. and then graduate to all the shit that we got. Okay. Uh, DJ Premier, shout out to him. He said he felt like Serato should be earned, while all that will never be... A realistic yeah, thing. Yeah. I get what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I can DJ without Serato. Can you? Or are you staring at the computer screen mm-hmm. matching your beats? You know what I'm saying? If you can do that without staring at the screen, then all this other shit, just, it's, it's that much easier. easier yeah. So I'm not anti-controller as much. Mm-hmm. I'm more pro the the the, the, the basics. The, the culture. And, yeah, the and culture. The, the craft. The basics. And then once you can DJ... Mm-hmm. On that, you you can do anything. Cause people, like, especially like party DJs, I tell them all the time, like, bro, when you go to a big club, like a real club, when you go to a real club, you're never gonna see a fucking controller in there. I don't give a fuck. Where, Vegas, Miami, that's not true. I've never seen 
I see that four channel Pioneer mixer. Yeah. I see that I see thousands. We hate I see twelve hundreds, and I see like CDJs. CDJ sometimes, but I see I've never seen controller this that. It's always that four channel uh, Pioneer mixer. Then you see your CDJs on this side, and then on the outside of that, it'll be your turntables, and you're able to alternate yeah. in and out. A lot of setups you had a CDJs and turntables. Yeah, but I've seen some controllers. Mm. It's so easy. You, it's one piece. You buy the shit, plug it up, one yeah, plug. Yeah, one plug. And you got everything you need. Yeah. But, again, learn how to DJ on vinyl. If you can do that, you can do anything. Yeah, and another thing I don't like about controllers is, like, when people have, like, a cheap one, the sound <laughs> quality is so fucking I, See, I don't, I don't even have that much knowledge about controllers. Like, it's, it's so obviously horrible. Like, it's like, what the fuck? The it, only... The only um, reason I bought the controller that I have is mm-hmm. because I use CDJs a lot, and the the platters are just like CDJs. CDJs. And I've been waiting on that motherfucker forever. They yeah. finally made it. So, but but again, have you used it yet? Yeah, yeah. It's convenient as fuck. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's crazy, man. Well, listen up, man. It's the first of all. Anything else you want to say? Nah, I just uh, I appreciate you having me. Nah, um, this is this long overdue, and I apologize. Nah, it's all good. You my man. Like uh, I, I, I actually like you, Slim. Nah! <laughs> hey, real talk though, I never forget when I first met this nigga. Hey. Shout out to Wally Cody, but I walked in there like, "What's up?" I put my hand out. The nigga looked at me up and down, was like, and just didn't even like. It was like a half head nod. I was like, "Yeah, I, I these, don't fuck with one, people. Of, one of these niggas." All I right, don't know. Here we go. I went back in the production room. I was doing. I was like, "All right," but I have a very good friend, exactly like you. And I'm telling you, he's one of the most important people in my life. And I knew you were like, just you're just a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I my dad um, instilled a lot of very important um, morals and stuff in me. And it's like, be yourself. That mm-hmm. takes no effort. Um, don't brag. Yeah. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, other people to do that. And, you know, just just be honest because dishonesty is met with dishonesty mm-hmm. and it's gonna come back and smack you in the face at some point. Oh, yeah. So I'm easy going, man. I just, you know, I'm skeptical. Yeah, so I, I gotta ask you about this because um like your mom passed away when you were very young, right? Yeah, yeah, six. So what was that like growing up with really no well you had a very older sister? A couple years older. Nah, just about four years older. Um when my mother passed, I was so young, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. I knew she was gone, but I wasn't thinking about impact. I wasn't thinking about what I was not getting. Uh, yeah. Um it made it actually made me kind of cold and hard, mm-hmm. honestly, because it made me realize once I once I did kind of think about it in my little six year old brain, I was like, "So you mean to tell me in this life that I'm living, God can take away my mother? Damn, what else can happen in this life? Yeah. What else can happen in this world? Oh shit, nobody owes me anything. So from an early age, I had I was like, "Yo, I gotta get it because they're not gonna give it to me." I, that's why it takes a lot to penetrate, like, my feelings. Mm-hmm. Because I know that this is can be a cruel world mm-hmm. and nobody owes you anything. So there's not a lot of time to mope or cry or complain. Yeah. yeah. I, I think about that a lot, like, losing, like, close friends. I'm gr- Thank God I've never lost a parent, but I've lost very close people to me. And it it, it, it bothers me a lot because I have a daughter. So it fucks with my mental a lot. Yeah. And I just I, I just try to like 
I mean, I think about it all the time. Like, I really do. And it's just like, you know, children cause you the most joy. It could cause you the most pain. Man. Like, this, like, opposite ends of the oh, spectrum. God. I'm telling you right now, just every, if I'm sitting there and I look at my daughter mm -hmm. and I just think about something happening to her. I get crazy. It tears me up. It does. Yeah. It just does, the possibility. Man. Yeah, yeah. And then you start to go to the other end mm -hmm. of how far you would go for nothing to happen to her. Mm -hmm. And that's that's scary it's a, too. It's a dark place. It's a very <laughs> yeah. dark place. I will fuck somebody up over my yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. No questions asked. Yeah. That's crazy. I, it's funny because you know the the in the news, they always talk about especially the the lady that killed the guy in the house, the cop in Texas. They're like, oh, yeah. don't hug me. If yeah. somebody murdered me and hug, yeah. don't hug. I'm like, that's negative energy. What the fuck? You know, who? Listen. Why did they murder you? First of all, like. So if you're saying that, but why did somebody murder you? We don't know what the fuck you did. Yeah. That person right here, we need a hug. Because there's a lot of time where people in passion and defense for the love all I'm, the time. I'm all for the guy that, that forgave. Um, you know, it's easier said than done. Yeah. But I do believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that you have to do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. it's, no, it's not for anybody else. Yeah. Because there's no way you can prosper completely and move on completely unless you do that and that's written so it's like what, what holding on to that ain't doing shit for you yeah you know not. what i'm saying like as harsh as it may sound whoever you lost is gone mm -hmm. holding on to you know the pain and the not that you not that it doesn't hurt but at some point you really do gotta move on mm -hmm. and it's hard to say and it's hard to do but it's so necessary for your soul Mm. Yeah, gems, <laughs> gems here. I, I knew you. I know you got a lot of gems, and you just you, you just lived a life, and you're well well versed and well cultured, and you're very open. And man, you just you just, you just told me so many crazy stories in today. Give me a oh yeah, you played professional baseball. The fuck? What was that like? Being in the league, like making it out of Hendersonville, fucking North Carolina. It wasn't it, it, the experience itself was great. The career was not, <laughs> respectfully. Like, I didn't do great. I didn't do good at all. Mm -hmm. um, you start at, 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 at a certain point, it kind of hits you. Sometimes it may hit you after you play. Yeah. Somebody is paying you fucking money mm -hmm. to play baseball, baseball, dog. And you did that shit your whole life for free. So you mean to tell me I'm one of the chosen ones? I get a check to play this shit? Yeah. That that to me is probably the most overwhelming thought about being a professional athlete. Is I, I this is my this is literally my job to be out there competing against other baseball players. Damn. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Like, what was it like when you kind of got cut and, like, what was that experience like? It's horrible, man. Um, I knew I was fucking up as far yeah. as, like, my performance. Well, was it, do you think, all right, so when you kind of, I, I don't want to say a decline, but when you were, like, fucking up, was it like, I'm not taking this serious enough or I'm not putting a in lot, the work? A lot of shit didn't dawn on me until it was too late, to keep it real. My first year was... Second year, and then it starts going on decline. So after my third season, which would have been, which was my last season, and I didn't realize it at the time, mm -hmm. I said to myself, Deron, you gotta get it together, or they're gonna cut your ass." Mm -hmm. So I go home in the off season. I'm working my ass off, 
and the phone call comes and they cut you. It's mm. like, fuck. And then immediately you start to reflect. I should have I should have put in this work. I should have did this. I should have did that. I should have did mm-hmm. this. But my shit was really a mechanical flaw that I didn't realize until probably like four years later. Just sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. watching this dude named Dan Heron mm-hmm. pitch. Yeah. Had I mimicked something like he was doing, I would have got it together. I don't want to get too technical. A lot of people might know what I'm talking not might not know what I'm talking about. But there's a thing called rushing uh, to the mound where your arm can't catch up. Right. So in my in my delivery, okay, I'm heading towards the plate way too fast, and my arm is not catching you- up. So that affected my control. Okay, so kind of like your body's in front of your arm. Yeah, so to speak. and okay. you gotta. So I should have. But you want your arm to be behind, in front of your body. You, it's all synced. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what I should have done was as, as on the rock back for people that do know, mm-hmm. and on the on the come up, kind of pause, little pause, gather yourself, mm-hmm. and then explode to the mound. Me, I'm just rock back, and now my arm is like fuck. Yeah, catch yeah. up. So it, it affected. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, it affected my control. It's crazy because like. That's one of the biggest regrets uh, I ever like yeah, in my you life. Yeah, told me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'm playing the baseball. Nova High School had a fucking factory of baseball. Like it was the sport at our school. And I remember one day, coach, uh, he the the PE coach goes, "I'm playing ball. I never get his. Oh, when I go for a dunk, I dunk left handed. I'm left handed, mm, so I mm, dunk left handed. Mm. He's like, "Yo," he's like, "Omar, come here." Walk over there, and he's like, "You, you ever, you ever play baseball?" <laughs> he's like, "Nah, nah." He's like, so you, you, you left-handed? I'm like, "Yeah." You never want to just try see what's going on? I was like, "Nah." <laughs> and I think that right there was one of the biggest mistakes of my life because what I hear about left-handed pitchers now of like, bro, you don't even got to be that good. Like, yeah, the how, no, that's true. Like, uh, a left-hander throwing eighty-nine. Is ten times more valuable than a right hander throwing eighty nine, because you most know, people are right handed. Right, batters. Um, going pro in baseball is easier than any other sport, probably. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, um, you know, he's like, you're six four. You're gonna, oh man, you would have been. I was like, damn, <laughs> I feel so dumb. But you know, when you have immigrant parents, that's what happens. <laughs> so it is like, what it is. Yeah. I, I, if I would like, imagine if I was like Dominican. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Fuck. If you was Dominican, you wouldn't have no choice. We would like, not be here yeah. right now. <laughs> oh man. You, Dominicans have no choice no in sports. Cuban oh my god. Who and I know that sounds ignorant, for all, but I, it seems like it. Like there's Shit. no choice. Now you playing baseball? Like what the fuck? No, I remember when I went to DR. Like, I specifically remember like there was base. They were playing baseball everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. All year round too. That they come over here, nothing to them. It's just nothing, bro. They yeah, but it's nothing. getting late now. I know you're tired. I'm kind of tired too. We just, we going out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We yeah, lit yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all, all that, all what's, that. what's what's the, what's uh, what's your Instagram for everybody? To Everything know? is Deron Juan. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. D E R O N J U A. You're on Twitter. N. Yeah. You tweet. I feed my Instagram. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean, you know, no I Facebook. Like, yeah. I said Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Uh, social media is important, so I'm on yeah, there. On I'm there. on there. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of tonight, man, being part of the First of All podcast. So make sure you like, share, subscribe to this on 
Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. I will have the song Google Play. I'm I'm looking to. It needs to be on more platforms at the end of the day because SoundCloud and um, Apple Podcasts is not enough because I'm leaving out Android people. We're growing out here, baby. Yeah, we're growing. All right. Yeah, so yeah. appreciate you. We back at it again. First of all, podcast, Jerome. No one. Doubt. Thank you. Thank you.